a new generation of leaders. That's what we are meditating on today as we continue with our homily series on how to be a disciple, learning from the parables of Jesus. And he teaches us so many things. And today, how to be true leaders for the faith and true leaders in the world, really. A new generation of leaders. I believe that this, this is the dream of our good Lord here on this campus. This is the dream of Jesus Christ on this campus. He wants to raise a new generation of leaders. And he's already doing, doing so. Just look around you. He's calling men and women who are willing to step up to the plate, who are willing to take their chance, to take their opportunity, and to be true leaders in this world. Those who are willing to live in a different way and to show this world the true art of living, the best way of loving, and the only way to eternal happiness, Jesus Christ. And that is the secret of all leadership and our leadership. Raise your hands if you were at the leadership talk by Pat Casey the other day. Some of you were, huh? Great. Leadership, Pat Casey, no, no one better than him. He spoke amazing, amazing words. And some of the things that he said really inspired me. He said, there's only two who were born as leaders. Those were Jesus and Mary. Everybody else has to make themselves a leader. In our words, we could say that leaders are not born. Leaders are made. That's why everyone here on this chapel is a leader. You have received talents, as we just read in the parable. One, five, or ten, or many. But you have received talents to invest them, to trade with them, that they could become, make you a leader and, and multiply. And in the parable, we, we read that there were two who decided to become leaders, and there's one who didn't. There's one who chose to not invest on that talent that he received. He had, he had that coin for, for leadership. He had that talent for leadership. But he chose not to be one. So we could say that it's not about the amount that we receive, the amount of talents that you have. It's about the attitude that you have. Would you be a leader? So circle that word, attitude, because it's all about the attitude that you use to invest on the talents that were given to you. Because I know many people who had one talent, just one tiny talent, and they were true and amazing, amazing leaders. Let me tell you the story of a man with one talent. Miguel, he, I did a prison ministry in Argentina for, for many years, and uh, it's been an amazing, amazing journey uh, with them. And one of them, Miguel, who converted, He's, he was a, like an older man, and he's there sentenced for life. And I've told you some of his stories. And he was almost like a St. Paul that converted in, in that prison, because he converted, and then after him, he started bringing many, many people. Most of the population there in, in, that, in, in prison in general, and that prison in particular, are very young people, very young people that fall into, into, into drug abuse or, or drug selling and stealing and, and different things, and they end up in jail. So him being older, uh, he was a great resource in that, in that prison. 
And something that was funny is that uh, the way this prison was, was made, there's like a, like a central station in, in, after you go through many gates. There's a central station and then there's corridors that go to the different uh, cells where people are and live. And so they all come from that central station in different directions. And that all leads to like a central courtyard where all the windows are. And so people cannot like see each other, but they do talk to each other. And they get pretty good at communicating with signs and everything through the windows. And uh, they even try to teach me some of the things and it's impossible. And you know, with this, this mirror things and like uh, talking in signs and yelling to each other. And Miguel, he used that only talent that he had, a tiny window. That, that was his one talent and the experience of God that he had in his life. And he started counseling people in, there in, the, in that prison. And it was amazing because it was the only uh, like counseling or the only you know, giving of, of advice that it was uh, universal and open to everyone. And so he would call out people there, Carlos, they're on the other side, behave yourself, okay? I heard that you've been, and everybody would be hearing. <laughs> So Miguel, he would advise different people, but to the knowledge of everyone else. And so, but he did an amazing job. I, I remember the day when we put on the first retreat and he was my only team, you know, the only person in the team. It was, you know, some people from outside and him from, from inside. And I still remember him turning around one of those corridors and coming with like 20 of his people that he was bringing because he used that one talent. And with one, he made 20. So it's not about the amount. It's not about the amount of talents that you have. Don't even worry too much about those. It's about your attitude. If you're willing to invest, if you're willing to serve with those. So we can ponder now on what did the other two did that made the difference. <laughs> because those are really the ones who are leaders. And I would say that there's three things that they did. In the first place, they were selfless. That was the first attitude of a leader. They were selfless. They have to put others in the first place. They sacrifice themselves for, for someone else, for the master in this, in this case. You know, the other one, the one who buried the talent, he was lazy, the master says. He wasn't willing to take that sacrifice of putting my things to the side to serve someone else, to serve on our purpose. They were selfless. They were fearless, these two. They were fearless. They were willing to embrace risk in their lives, willing to trade with that talent, not knowing they could have won or lost. And the master didn't care too much about the amount. He cared more about their attitude, as I am saying. Being safe was not their priority. They weren't aiming for safety. They were willing to risk in order to be leaders. And in the third place, they were doubtless. They have no doubt in their hearts. And they had a clarity that came from the heart, not from the mind. They didn't have all the certainties that the talent would produce fruit. But they trusted the master who told them, go and produce. So it was a certainty that came from the heart. And so in the case of these two, they, it says that immediately they went out to trade. They went immediately to trade. Why? Because they were doubtless. They trusted. They trusted uh, his master. 
So that is the attitude of a true leader. The one who is selfless, the one who is fearless, the one who is doubtless. And so to end this section on leadership, I prepared for you here uh, three simple tips. You know, how to lose your leadership in three simple ways. Mm -hmm. So if you want to lose your leadership skills, you have to do these three things. Okay? Here we go. The first one is do not use your talents. Do not use your talents to serve others. Do not use your talents to the service of others. And if you don't know your talents, even better. Mm -hmm. Because you will never be a leader. Mm -hmm. So don't know your talents. And if you do, don't use them for the service of others. Mm -hmm. Do not influence others. That's such an important word. Do not influence others. Keep it to yourself. Keep your talents to yourself. Bury them. That would be perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In the second place, do not set an example. Mm -hmm. If you want to lose your leadership, do not set an example. Mm -hmm. Do not hold yourself accountable. Do not hold yourself accountable. Don't challenge yourself. Rather, challenge others. Mm -hmm. Challenge others. And don't you? <laughs> Preaching truth from here. What, what are you laughing at? <laughs> you have to be willing to ask of others more than you ask yourself. Mm -hmm. More than you ask of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the second one. And the third one is give up at the first pitfall. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to be a leader, just give up at the first pitfall. Mm -hmm. Do not persevere. Do not persevere. Do only things that are simple, easy. Mm -hmm. So if it gets too hard, just give up. <laughs> just give up. Oh, we are recording this. <laughs> I hope people don't, you know, you have to listen to a whole homily in order to, <laughs> to understand. You get the idea. How important it is to put our talents to the service of others, to understand our lives not just uh, in, for ourselves, but to serve others. Everything that God gave you is for others. And the more you give it away, the more He will give you. The more you will give it away, the more you will keep it. Look at that. The Master said, give them more. He blessed them because they gave. How important it is to be an authentic leader. To set an example. Next week we'll speak about integrity. To never ask others more than you are asking yourself. To do it yourself first. To hold yourself accountable. This is the time. This is the time in history because of everything that is happening in the world and in the church. For authentic leadership. For integrity. For people who are willing to hold themselves accountable. To really set an example. I do not fall when the pitfalls come, when difficulties come. Those who persevere are the ones who save their lives and the ones of, of many. You wonder about Jesus' leadership? Look at two things, the cradle and the cross. That's the most amazing sign of love and leadership. Those are the moments when he did step up to the plate. To come down onto this earth, on the cradle, and on the cross, to save us all. 
So as we contemplate Jesus at the cradle and the cross, let us ask him for that same leadership in our lives, so that we may see a new generation of leaders on this campus for the great mission of evangelization that the Lord is calling us to.